Hi, this is Paul Copcut, and welcome to the Personally Brandtastic podcast. I'm back uh, doing uh, episodes uh, after my, my travels in January, which is great. And uh, this week's guest, Brian Kelly, is a successful entrepreneur and host of a show called The Mind Body Business Show. Uh, and what he's been doing over the last three years is interviewing entrepreneurs and what makes them successful. And he's identified three key pillars for success. And Brian will be sharing what those are. Um, and then he also stresses the importance of finding the right mentor and marketing the right way. Uh, he does a lot of live events and and then repurposes that content uh, to promote uh, his business. Uh, so I think you're going to find this interesting. Uh, Brian offers a lot of helpful advice for entrepreneurs on how to build success in their business and make a lasting impact. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Personally Brandtastic podcast, where we help you build your personal brand and business so that people can find you easily, want to work with you, and can't wait to refer you. My name is Paul Kopkin, and every day I work with real estate investors, professionals, and business owners who want to stand out from the crowd and attract more of the right opportunities without feeling inauthentic or spending all day doing it. It's all about communicating how personally brandtastic you are, because marketing is how to get their attention, but personal branding is why they choose you. All right, Brian, thanks for joining us today from, I'm guessing, possibly sunny Los Angeles, but maybe not. The um, moment is sunny, yes. <laughs> yes, wonderful. Thank you for joining us. And I'm interested, first of all, you, I know you do a lot of work with entrepreneurs. So is there, a, is there any kind of secret formula or way that you see successful entrepreneurs be successful versus failing? That's a great question. I actually, my, I have my own show, the title of which is the answer. It's called the mind body business show. And I, what I've found in basically studying successful entrepreneurs is they had three, what I call three pillars of success, these commonalities that kept bubbling to the top as I'm studying them. One was mindset. And that's the most important of all of them by far, bar none. It is the cornerstone, the foundation of one's either success or lack thereof. And what does that mean? It means to a person, each successful individual I studied had a bold, but most importantly, flexible mindset. And then body was literally, they took care of themselves physically and nutritionally by working out, exercising and eating and drinking, right? I always add the drinking part. And then business, multi, multifaceted, where one must master various skill sets in order to build a thriving business and scale it. And we're talking marketing, sales, team building, systematizing, leadership, lots of them. And I go into that in depth with every show, but those seem to be the three keys. And for people out there looking for what is the secret is really to find one successful person like this guy, Paul, and model them or reach out to them and say, will you mentor me and be willing to pay for it, be ready to pay for it. All you need to do is find one recipe for success. There are recipes, lots of them for a chocolate cake, aren't there? I right. wouldn't know, but I'm pretty sure there are. And I would guess that if they're, they're published and in a book, that if you were to follow every instruction, you just pull one of out of the hundreds of thousands or however many there are, you pull one out of there, you follow the instructions, you're guaranteed pretty much to get a quality, good tasting cake that people will enjoy. And that's the same with entrepreneurship and business. There are many recipes for success out there. All you need to do is find one. 
So if you find one person, one mentor that you can follow, then that's all you need. And then grab on. I always say grab on to both of their ankles with both hands and don't let go. I used to say that to my mentor and he goes, I don't want you to do that on stage. Don't say that. I don't want people grab me on. (laughs) That's funny. Talk about flexible mindset for a second. What do you mean by that? So we all get hit with circumstances during the day, during the weeks. Gosh, a few just hit me this morning. I won't go into detail. Circumstances like that aren't also great. They're not life events. And by being flexible, you get hit with something. The first thing that comes through our emotions are negative emotions. You get upset. You don't like it. And some will brood over that for a long time. Flexibility, having flexibility to shift one's mindset as quick as possible from that negative emotion into something that better serves you. So yes, process it, let it happen. We are human. We have to, we will get negative emotions, but it's all, oh, that happened for me instead of to me. You can change your language. You can be at cause for things and say, this was a bad situation. And honestly, literally I had nothing to do with it, but I wonder if there's some way somehow I could somehow be responsible for it happening. And when you start taking cause for things, then you can quickly overcome these adverse situations. So you can either let circumstances control your attitude, or you can let your attitude dictate your circumstances. And that's mm-hmm. my long version of definition of flexible, uh, flexible mindset. <laughs> okay. I like that. Moving on to mentors. Uh, does every successful entrepreneur make a good mentor? I'm guessing no. I mean, probably not. And then no. how do you identify a successful, a good mentor? You just said something that really piqued something that really depends on one's definition of success of successful. So in my mind, a successful person is someone I would aspire to achieve their level of success, the way they achieved it with their value system. And the reason I initially said, no, not every successful entrepreneur is a good mentor. Many people in many people's eyes, successful means they've made a lot of wealth. They, they are at a good point financially. Not everyone that is wealthy is someone you want to follow. We know of many, I'm not going to name names, but they're celebrities are all kinds. No, they're not all good mentors. So you want to not just pick one out of the air and say I want that to be my mentor. You want somebody that, you know, like internal, like deeply my mentor, I became, I was a student of his first, as an example, my main mentor, I learned from him deep, great mindset techniques from neuro-linguistic programming. That was the thrust of his business. It was a seminar industry. I learned how to speak from stage effectively by going through his advanced courses. And then I ended up ultimately becoming his lead trainer of his company. And I would teach a full half of every one of his seminars to his students for a full two years until he stopped doing that business, which that's a health reason for that. And it was a, and yeah, something he was born with. It was, it's terrible, but he's still doing well. Thank God. But it's all about finding a person and getting to know them as deeply as you possibly can before you decide, I want you to be my mentor. Don't just pick somebody. It's okay if you find a trusted friend and they say, and they vet them, but still do your own homework and make sure that their values are in alignment with yours. It's very important because I've had one before that I thought could be my mentor and later found out, oh my gosh, this person is nowhere near my value system. On the surface, looked great, but once I peeked under the hood, I was like, no, run away. So be very discerning when you choose a mentor. Yeah. And I can imagine in today's world with social media, it's very easy to look on the surface as super successful and everything looks fantastic. And yet really that's probably not, we can blow that away and find underneath it. That's not the case. 
Yeah, for yeah. me, it was like one one individual. I'm not going to name names, and I consider the person a friend to this day. It's just I would not choose them as a mentor. Was doing very well financially, a successful, a speaker, did seminars. All kind. Not this is not my mentor. And then I just realized at one point that this person was very money centric. And there's to me, look, I'm not going to judge somebody. It's just that's not me, and that was a misalignment. And so I I took a different path. I said I'm not going to hang out with this individual. And I used to help them on do some seminars and things. And I just said, I'm just no longer going to associate myself that closely with them when it comes to business, because I don't agree with that approach. And there, it right. goes deeper than that, but I'm going to stop there. And you mentioned earlier, you mentioned, you touched on values. And I think that's important, is it? That we find people who have similar values, because otherwise, if, I've always said to people, if you compromise a value, that's like it's kicking the gut every time you do, or worse. It, my gosh, that's a great way to put it because that's how it feels. It's a kick in the gut. It's like the next day that you end up working with them, like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. You just feel it. You know it. You just listen to yourself, your inner talk. What is going on? Is there something in there that's resisting or hesitating this situation? That's usually a sign that you should probably either address it or look somewhere else. Good point. And moving on to the marketing piece of the three pillars that you mentioned what are the things what are the different types of marketing that people are using that makes them successful how, how have you seen that change over the years as well because oh, i'm sure you've man seen. yeah every time, every time we look there's another social media channel we should be on you know uh yeah here's the thing what used to work 10 years ago doesn't necessarily work now what works now won't necessarily work 10 years from now with one exception i found over all these years, there's one thing that has been the common denominator that has worked every year, every day, every week, every month along the way, and that is building personal relationships. And the reason we all resist it, raising my hand, I'm included, I have resisted it, is because it's not an efficient use of time in our minds because we have tools that we can reach a lot of people with one click of a mouse, hit enter, and there goes the email out to thousands of people. That used to work. That used to work t no less than, what, 10, 15 years ago. That was powerful. That no longer works that well. Some people are still good at it. Very few, though. And that doesn't work. What did work back then was personal relationships. But you could only hit so many people at a time. So public speaking became another big one. Because now it's more personal. They're there. They're present. This is when you're in a physical location. And now we're at a point where speaking, but on camera like we are doing now, has also become a very good form of marketing. And by that, and this is, I've asked many people on my own show, Paul, this very question, what is working for you now? It doesn't matter what used to work 10 years ago or what you think will work 10 years in the future. What is working right now? And the common theme was always what I'm doing right now. And that means being on a live video show or a podcast. It's about showing up and getting exposure that way. And that is right now, as of today, the number one marketing approach I have seen and witnessed, and I personally built an entire business around that very one thing. At the time, not even knowing that was the go-to marketing approach of most of today's successful entrepreneurs. So it's phenomenal and it's fascinating. And just going back, and I want to go to the live video in a second, I've got some questions around that. And I'm sure the audience has as well. But just going back to the personal relationship piece, what did you see from those successful entrepreneurs that they did in personal relationships? What were the kind of, I can remember, uh, it was Harvey McKay. I can't remember the name of his book now, but he always said, dig a well before you're thirsty. And that, that was a lot of his 
stuff was based on establishing personal relationships, building personal relationships over time. And I think that's the uh, kind of what I'm hearing from you is it's, yeah, it's the depth of the relationship, not good description, the depth. And that's something I've taken on because this is just core to my value system. This is just me. But when I have a guest on my show, they're typically strategically picked that maybe in the future I could do business with them, but I don't do the show with that intent. If that makes sense, they are chosen with that in mind. Once I start making that relationship with them, it is not in my mind, it is not a transactional one. I'm not looking to sell them anything. In fact, the beautiful thing is because I take that out of my mind when I'm working with them, like right before the show, we talk for half an hour and I get to know them. Never once do I talk about my business unless they ask, but it's not, that's not the purpose. It's about getting to know them, period. And the cool thing that has happened is not only have I gotten business as a direct result of that generic type of approach, I've also become a client of many of my guests. So it's a two-way street. So I don't make it transactional in either direction. It happens organically. But the cool thing is I always give without expecting anything in return, give value. Does it have to be my own time? Not always. They may have a pain point that they need fixed. And I say, I personally don't have that skill set, but I do know someone who does. Would you mind if I connect you with him or her? And always be willing to help. I love helping people. It's just part of my nature. And I, I found that that to be true of every successful entrepreneur I've ever interviewed over the past three plus years worldwide, every one of them. That is what makes us, that's what makes our heart beat. And then if we can get money as a result of helping people, fantastic. We all need money. So let's, we don't need to dance around that. We all do need money. But if you go about it without the transactional attitude, in my own opinion, then you can build that deeper relationship. It becomes longer term. And then when that time comes where they need something, that either you can help or they, or somebody else can help, they'll come to you with zero resistance and zero hesitation and they become lifelong friends. And I, I love that part about it. It's part of what fills my cup. I don't need money with every moment I'm on TV or on a radio or talking to somebody. And do you, I, I love your point about transactional because I think that's where I see so many people jump to. That's the default is whether it's an email or a, text or a social media post, that's the thing that's at the front of their brain is transaction. How many deals is this going to give me? How many leads is this going to give me? And it's all transactional. And it just takes away from that ability to build strong relationships, as you say, and probably do way better and way more than, than if you keep it transactional. Yeah, it's a longer term play for sure. Meaning that here's what I found is the more people go for the quick kill or the quicker kill, the quicker, quicker, quicker kill, the quicker that kill is usually the least amount of time that business will survive. The quicker you go after making the sale, it's been the opposite. The more that you are in it to win it for the long term, you build the relationships, then the longer your business survives, it tends to be. And I, I found this to be true, especially in the network marketing arena, because that's a quick kill game, in my opinion, because it's a recruit. And once you get somebody, you want to make them a clone of you and you sit back after you get your three and you do nothing and you get rich. And that's what they all, a lot of them say, I used to be a MLM company owner myself, so I'm not trashing the industry by any means. It's just many companies put that message out there. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of network marketers are in quick kill mode. The moment they start, I'm going to get a recruit. I don't even need to know what the product is. I don't even care about the product. I don't even take the product, but I need to recruit people so I can build my business. And then they see that it doesn't work. 
And then they go to the next net network marketing company, try the same thing. And they see it doesn't work. And it's just a wash, rinse, repeat until hopefully sooner or later they learn, oh, this is, I need to stop that and I'll recruit somebody and then help them build their business. That's where the juice is to help other people, period, for the longer term game. Do you find that's also true for online marketers in particular? Which part? Where they're going for the, they're going for the quick kill. They're going for the, because it's, again, it's very transactional. They're looking to yeah. sell a product or a. That's service. different because there's no like human interaction in the beginning. And it's interesting that you bring that up because I was thinking as we were talking, I take a different tack there where how many times have you been on, on Facebook and you get this message, hi, or how's it going? Or right. how's your business doing today? And that's their first message ever. And how does that make you feel? I'm not responding is how it makes me feel. And I learned this new tactic, which I didn't think would work, but I literally tell them from the very get go what I offer. <laughs> and it's not a sales pitch. It's just, we help entrepreneurs and businesses who have the money, but not necessarily the time or the willingness to take on the tech to produce their live video show from A to Z. We are located in Newport Beach, California, blah, blah, blah. And I pass this along to a social media expert friend of mine, 13 years in the business himself, hundreds of millions of connections himself. He knows what he's talking about is what I'm trying to say. I showed him this message and I said, what do you think about it? And then I went like this, don't hurt me too bad because it's probably horrible. And he read it and he goes, that actually, I, that rings true. I like that one. I'm like, what? <laughs> so the cool thing is it's honest. It's upfront. It tells where you're located. That was one thing he really liked. And now you've broken that seal. But then for me, the next step is to then build that relationship when they say, hey, I want to, okay, what is it you truly need? And it may not be a live video show. They may need something completely separate. I will tell them, I'll be honest. They'll say, you know what? You're not ready for a live video show. First, you need to do X, Y, Z. And to do that, I can point you in this direction. Would that be okay to somebody else? Right. And so it's the, what do you call it? The, not the seal breaker, but the the first thing when you talk to somebody, the, I forget. The term. Icebreaker. The <laughs> icebreaker. You. Icebreaker. Yeah. That's it. So yeah, it's honest, it's to the point, and they know why you're at, you're reaching out to them. They'll either respond or they won't. And most, I've not seen anyone get upset with that first message yet. And typically you see people get mess, upset with a first message if they've never heard of you before. What do you want? They're already like this. <laughs> so with that kind of messaging, they know immediately what you're about, what you're doing. And so there's no question. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give that a try and next time I get one of those on LinkedIn, because that seems to be happening on LinkedIn more and more now. I think that's the platform people are defaulting to because Facebook and Instagram isn't working anymore for some, for whatever reason. No, it's, there's one company that's built their entire empire and still doing it on Instagram. And it's all through direct messages. And that blew me away. I'm like, what? That's a, I, that was the third of the three I would have said would have done anything. <laughs> LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm like, huh. And they said, yeah. And they showed me exactly how they did it. And they use a different way to search for people. And I'm like, oh, I can see that now. Okay. But yeah, it's the message that is the gold. And it's through direct messaging, not posting, just posting out in the ether because half the people or more than half won't ever see it anyway. That's true. That's very true. T tell us about live video. Because I, I can imagine the real estate investor listening to this today is going to say, well, oh, live video, I don't know. I, a... I don't have a face for video or I have a face for radio or whatever, whatever they're going to say. But, but beyond that, yeah, what am I going to say? I even start to think about live video and what would be the benefit for a real estate investor, for example, to do? Yeah. For any business, one of the keys is getting exposure. It's, it's always leads, right? And to get leads, you need to be out there 
And then when they come to find, when they do see you, and then they see the breadcrumbs you've left of all your past shows, and if you've done so in a very professional, high quality manner, they are going to be more apt to do business with you than the other person who either doesn't have a show or has a very low quality version of a show. And it just, it takes that extra, extra oomph that you need to be the one that they'll raise to the top of their list. But there are so many great topics that real estate investors could bring up and marketing, how they market their business to get other people to invest. You could talk to and interview other real estate investors to get additional ideas. Talk to myself, to entrepreneurs from all over the world. And I learn more than anybody on the planet, more than the audience than anybody, because I'm the one interviewing every stinking one of them. Which, and I don't mean stinking because they're great, but every one of them. And I'm taking notes during the show. I come away. I've learned so many things and implemented so many things to help my own business. So think of it that way too, not just as a vehicle to get the word out and advertise yourself, but also it's like having a, for me, it's a one hour show. It's like a one hour seminar every single week. And I don't have to pay anything. I do it in the form of effort, my team building the show out and all that, but I think everybody gets the idea. So look, there's so many benefits that go above and beyond just making more business for yourself directly by having that. It's having a presence. Now people can see you. People see Paul, and they look at this guy and they say, man, he's, he looks like a pleasant guy. He sounds like a pleasant guy. Look, he's always smiling. He's very inviting. He's easygoing. He doesn't seem like a sales, a hard salesperson. If they just saw Paul in written form and never saw him by his face or his voice, they wouldn't know any of this. And so it's another differentiating factor. Then if you go live, there's a different dynamic with live. If you're not live, people know it that are being interviewed. They know they can mess up and they're not worried so much about perfection, there isn't as much pressure to really bring the great value live. It's a different dynamic and it's a good one because now you can't make this stuff up. It's not scripted and they're not gonna edit it. I don't edit my shows, I was telling you that before. And it's okay with everyone, it shows authenticity. And we also do interaction with people who watch us live and comment. And even after the recording is over, it still has that live magic juice in it because it was recorded live. And right. so the same energy level is there. And so there's so many reasons to do it and to do video, whether live or recorded, to do video for the very reasons I just said. You want people to really get to know you. And here's the thing, Paul, that the thing is not everybody is gonna like you. Sorry to tell you. Not everybody well on the planet is going to say, oh, I like that Paul dude, I'm gonna go work with him. That's okay. There will be many who do. And for those that may not choose you and they do talk to you, you say, I have a resource for you. Maybe you'll like this person. Send them over there. Give, do them a favor. And if that doesn't work out, guess where they're going to come back? Hey, that Paul guy was really helpful. I think I'll come back to him. I wasn't so sure in the beginning. I don't know why. Good looking guy and he's always pleasant, but they're just always be serving no matter what, whether you're going to make money from it or not, that will come back to you many fold because it just does. It works that way. I forgot your original question because I want to... No, that's, that's okay. Because you said something and I, I wonder because you said it's stressful in a good way. And I think we've all grown up watching the occasional live news feed or something from the old days, I'm talking. And when somebody screws up live, it really is very evident and usually ends up being reproduced as a fun piece for yeah. forever. Outtakes, yeah. Yeah. So where, what's the advice you have for somebody thinking about going into live and thinking that fearful, oh my God, it's live. Yeah, when you're feeling that feeling, that kind of feeling right there, and you know that it's gonna be something beneficial for you, 
that fear is usually something telling you that it's what you should be doing. It's the, and this is not a, a new concept, but it's about becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable. When you know that, it, so I've been on stage many times and every single time my knees are knocking before they call my name up there. I'm shaking like a chihuahua. And then I, I just implement a lot of things I learned from my mentor. I fire off an NLP anchor that always calms me and gets me amped. It doesn't calm me. It just takes away the nervousness and gives me energy like I'm excited. And I remind myself, this is not, if you're nervous, it's because you're in your own head and you're thinking about yourself. If you want to not, if you want to really alleviate the nerves, start thinking about how am I going to impact the people who are viewing this today? When you make it about something else outside of you, you'll notice this calm come about you. It will not take away all the nervousness. That's going to be there. It is there every single time. Sorry, but that is part of it. It's not sorry, though. It's a great anxiety. It's a positive anxiety because you're going out there to change people's lives. You are going to be talking about things. You don't know who's watching or listening, and it'll come back later. Hey, I saw you like five months ago on this show with Paul, and you said this one thing, and it changed my life forever. Like, what? I had no idea. And just know that stuff can and does happen and will happen if you just stay at it and you're consistent and bring on great guests, continue to up the game as much as you can. And we have strategies for that too, but right. just keep doing it, show up and know, also know this, if you've never done it, know, I'm going to be just blunt about it, know that you will probably suck in the beginning. <laughs> it's okay. I look back at my first, I'm, I have, it's playing on my wall 24 seven. I have it on Roku and Amazon Fire TV on my show. And I see some old episodes like, oh my God, I could just tell it's <laughs> holy moly. I don't have the sound on. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that one. It's okay. Every show you do, you get better every single time. You may have those little dips and valleys, but the trend line's always up. You're going to get better and better. And then get a coach, get somebody to help you to get past those nerves, to get past how, what do I ask? How do I bring up a question? What do I do for the intro video? All the, all these things that have been done in the past and done successfully, you don't need to invent it. Just find somebody who's done it and get the help. But hmm. don't let any of this deter you. Turn on the camera, turn on the microphone and get started. Start shooting shows right now. So Brian, like, when you go live, is, do you put that out to multiple lens at the same time live? Yes. And, okay. Yeah, right now we're going out to about 11 and it's several Facebook from several pages in my profile, LinkedIn, YouTube. Twitch, Twitter, Cloud Hub, Rumble, and there's probably another one or two I'm missing in there. But yes, all simultaneously. And is there a particular advantage to do it that way? Or is it, you may as well, because if you're live on one, you may as well be live on 11, is that? Yes, yeah, it's a, for me, the, ma the main goal is massive exposure. And I look at it as massive exposure, not necessarily for me, the host, but for my guest. I focus everything I've got on my guest. That's just my philosophy. And it's worked very well and they appreciate it. They can tell. I don't go and tell them, hey, I'm focusing on you. But I do tell them when I'm doing the debrief or the pre-show get ready briefing, the 30 minutes prior, I say, the mission and purpose of this show is for me to lift and elevate and expose you to as many people as possible in, in a professional manner that makes people want to do business with you. That's truly, that's my mission. It's not about me. It's not about my show. And I always joke, I say, you may think it's about me because I'll blab for the first six or seven minutes to intro the show. But after that, it's all about you. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned consistency. You mentioned your own show is weekly. Is that the cadence that you would suggest people think yeah. about? 
For a live show, yes. And the reason I say that, I'd say a, a high quality professional live video show because of the amount of time and effort that goes into get to maintaining it. I, I was going to say build it, but that's a part of it. I have a massive amount of automation built in. I built it for three years. And most of that is for communicating with the guest leading up to the show. It is ensuring that they are ready. It's giving them tips. It's sending out pre-recorded videos I've done. It's saving me an immense amount of time. I used to do these things called tech checks or tech something. I forgot what I called them back in the day. And I would literally schedule an hour on a separate day, like a week prior to their actual live appearance to ensure that they have the proper lighting, the camera, the microphone, everything that they're their whole place didn't jiggle when they put their hands on the desk, stuff like that. And now I don't have to do any of that because I have it all automated and all that messaging is done for me because I did it one time and now it, it repeats itself over and over. All kinds of things, scheduling, everything's in the automation. And then when they go live, they have to go live. You got to click the live, go live button, the host. So I, that's what I do. Then the post-show processing, there's a lot of post-show processing people aren't aware of. And that's like repurposing the podcast platforms, 35 of them we do, and a lot of stuff. We do, we make video shorts out of it. I was about to ask short. if you kind of chop things up afterwards to manage to lengthen the benefit of it as well yeah. as further distribution, I guess. Yeah, so we do it ourselves for our own social media platforms for my show. And then, so we do 20 posts that are all video shorts, one minute or less. So they go on every platform, including Instagram, one minute or less. That's why that. And they are they are driven they are extracted using an artificial engine artificial intelligence based service that creates 275 to 350 individual posts from every one hour show, and I have my team go in and sift through those and pull out 20. I'm like I don't want you to do all of them, and literally edit them, make sure that the grammar was right because they're auto transcribed. So they're they are high impact, high engaging kind of posts because AI went out and looked for trending topics and match that to the transcription of our show and then pulled out those segments automatically. Yes. So I leave no stone unturned, brother. We got to, you want to make sure it's not just posting for posting's sake, but that they are high quality and impactful posts and it learns over time and gets better. This is not my system. It's another one that we brought on. It's a company I had been in contact with for literally two years. Hmm. And just in the last few months, I finally pulled the trigger and we've been testing it thoroughly. And now I'm actually offering that as a service to the guests that come on to say, now here's 20 posts for you. All you need to do is schedule them. And I just charge them a nominal fee for that because our team spent a lot of time putting those together. Yeah, no, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's AI is changing how we produce content so, so rapidly. I've come across three companies in the last six months whilst I've been doing my podcast of all transformed how I'm producing my podcast. And if I look back when I was doing nearly two years ago, what I'm doing now, it's completely chalk and cheese. It's completely different. And I like to caution everyone. I'm a former software engineer. So AI is not just a service that uses a database and that's got intelligent software under the hood. It literally changes over time. It learns over time and it adjusts automatically. And so there are so many services claiming to be AI today and machine learning and all these wonderful catchphrases. And then I go look at them and I go, come on, man. No, you're not. And then the one I'm using now, though, is truly AI. I wouldn't have said that if I didn't know it. But I've talked to the, not the founder. Yeah, I have talked to her once. But I also talked to the second and third in command many times. And I know for a certain fact that they are truly AI and it continually improves as time goes on. So just be wary, not just you, but everybody listening. 
Right. If you hear AI, have discernment, go do some research, make sure it truly is AI, not just a really good service that has database-driven entities going on under the hood. He has a friend of mine, complete aside, but a friend of mine is drawing and using technology. And this AI is learning his drawing style. Oh. And then he speaks into it and says, come up with this as an image. And it's changed. One week it's this, and then the following week it's improved. And the following week after that, it's even better. It's that is AI right there, buddy. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. It is. For the listener, I think it would be helpful to understand what is it you do for people from a, putting on a live show for them? What are the things they're expected to do? And what can they, what can they expect from it? From a, no, it's impossible to say you're guaranteed X, Y, Z. But what have you typically seen in terms of results for people? Yeah. Do we have another hour? No, I'm kidding. We literally, so a quick history on what, why it came to be very quick is I've done this show for a long time, my own show. And after the show, I do a debrief with a guest and we'd be on camera just like you and I are. We're just not streaming live. And person after person kept asking me, having gone through the process from their end of the table where the automation was hitting them, is Brian, can you show me how to do what you do? Everything is so high quality, top notch, and it's on point, blah, blah, blah. And I always said, no. And, said, and they say, why? I said, it's just way too much, too complex. I ended up finally building a do-it-yourself, follow the videos course, and it turned out to be 60 videos in length, six zero, and not a single one of them was under 15 minutes. They were usually quite longer. I brought in a beta test group of people who, of those who raised their hands said, I want to do it and asked me, you know, can you show me? Not one person made it past video number 10. That was the record. And I said, that's it. I'm not doing that. I don't want to take people's money and them not get the result. That's not how I'm wired. I could have easily done it. I could have made a lot of money, but I don't, I'm about results, not about the money. And so I got great advice and said, you should develop an agency model where you do it for them. And they hit the nail on the head because that's what I found. Person after person said, I don't have the time. I'll throw the money at you. Just do it for me. And so that's what I've done. And now we produce everything. We do the intro video, the outro video. We get you to do the voiceover. We want you to be an integral part. The arduous part of it is in the setup in the very beginning. That's it. When you get it all set up, then it's pretty much autopilot from there. We have strategies for bringing on guests, for increasing the quality of the guest. And I don't mean to demean humans in any way. I think everyone understands what that means. The strategy has built that I built in brought me none other than the great Les Brown onto my show. He's an international internationally renowned speaker. And that was all organic, 100%. Um, the really, the only thing the person has to do is on show day, be prepared, have your lighting, all that. And that's all taught and trained and coached and click the go live button and be yourself and have a great time. And when you're done, our team steps in, the automation step in, there's more automation and we take care of all the post-show production. So all you have to do is be present and focus on the guest, and that's the key. And I know this from doing this myself, all manually, zero automation. Even with a partner going back 10 years ago, I'm not kidding, we went live 10 years ago. This is before Periscope even existed. Live on the internet, we used to do all this manually, and it burnt my butt out. After two years, I had to step away. I was, and that's with two people working it. And now I learned from all that and perfected it with automation and a human team as well. And now we've got it down and the results are phenomenal. I've got one in particular that comes to mind. Her name is Brigitte Hufele. She's a very esteemed and very successful businesswoman. She just did a TEDx talk in Frankfurt, Germany, just a couple of days ago. And uh, she's been utilizing our service 
and she has just been crushing it. She's getting incredible guests on her show and it's giving her the exposure. So when someone goes to look for you, Paul, if you did a live show and someone went to you, you were out there in marketing and you say, I help people, I help real estate investors to find more money to buy more properties. I'm gonna say, who is this Paul guy? What are they gonna do? Okay. They're gonna research Google. you. Google. Yeah. Google. Exactly. Google. Away. And what will happen after you've done 20, 30, 50, 100, 200 shows and they're all everywhere? They cannot not find you. You're on podcasting platforms, 35 of them. You're on Roku and Amazon Fire TV. Where are you not? And then they're going to not only see you, they're gonna hear you if it's a podcast. They're going to see you on video. They're gonna see the quality the professionalism, and they're gonna go, this guy's got it together, I wanna do business with him. That's mm. how it works. It's not about the audience, it's not about the reviews, it's not about the downloads and the likes and the loves and all the vanity numbers. It's truly about getting the massive exposure and the relationships you build with the people whom you have on your show. Those are the sweet spots. And I'm just thinking as you were talking, so some real estate investors do things like Zoom webinars, or even now we're coming out of the other side of the pandemic is doing live events again. Those work well in this same situation, or are you talking very much more about a kind of one-on-one -on -one studio interview type of setup? Both. Yeah, I do. I do all of those too. So yeah, one-on-one -on -one <laughs> studio setup for the live show. I also have my own, I call it a masterclass kind of webinar. It's a live, it's advanced live video masterclass. I do it every, about every four or five weeks when it's coming mm -hmm. up. So that's separate and that is done on Zoom. The thing is I would never do a live video show live using Zoom as my uh, primary platform because the video quality, it just isn't there. And Zoom was never designed to be that. Zoom was designed to be a meeting platform and a webinar right. platform. And it does phenomenally well at that, both. So. I use different tools for live video shows, complete different tools than I do for a webinar. And live speaking, of course, there's no tools really involved there. You stand up on a stage and you talk. So I think my opinion is do all three. Okay. Don't leave any of them out though, but with a live video show, you have those breadcrumbs with a, a presentation from stage, unless someone recorded it and put it everywhere, no one's gonna see it ever again. And a webinar, typically you don't do those evergreen replays. I hope people don't do that much anymore. And unless you're I think doing there's it live. Still a lot, I think there's still a lot of people doing that. Yeah, I did record one, but I'm only using it for the purpose of those who registered for the live, who possibly couldn't make it at that date and time, only for that purpose, not to put it out there to go evergreen. Because I do them all live every single time. Because again, the dynamic of it, the dynamics of it, the live, it's different every time. Even though I talk about the same daggone thing every, I've done 22 of them. And it's the same exact slide set every time, except I'll change a year here and there, a date here and there, a stat here and there. But I do the same thing every time and it's live and it comes out different every single time. Interesting. So I have a couple of questions I like to ask guests before we wrap up and let people know how they can find you. Do you have a person who is a favorite personal brand and why? Ooh, favorite personal brand. You said I've never been a big thing on favorite anything like color. I've never, but let me think. I had two, two images come into my mind and one was Grant Cardone just because he's crushed it with his own personal brand. And then the other is just Les Brown because he doesn't even have to market himself. Everyone just knows who he is. And for him, the reason is because he is authentic as a human can be. I've talked to him in person. I've listened in on a phone conversation that he had with a very close friend of his. 
I didn't want to. The close friend put the microphone or the phone on a next to a microphone on speaker. And I'm like thinking, tell him somebody's listening. I don't want to hear this. And it was authentic. He's the same way in person and with another friend, a male friend. You know how guys can be when they're by themselves. They're different than they are in public sometimes. And he wasn't. He was just like I stood there and shook his hand in the foyer 12 years ago after he spoke. I met him in person one time. He's a genuine guy. Cardone, a lot of people don't like him. Some do. I saw one post of a person who said they didn't care for him until they saw him in a deeper level. And now they have nothing but mad respect for him. So he might just be misunderstood. I don't know. But I've seen him with his books. He's got lots of books. He's everywhere. He's a hustler. He's making a lot of money and he's still working as hard as anybody I've ever seen. So those reasons I picked Grant Cardone as well. Okay. Wonderful. Did you have a recommended book or podcast? Ooh, podcast. Yeah. The Mind Body Business Show. Come on. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you said that. I'm going to say. And a book, uh, again, uh, gosh, there are so many. Uh, Mike, is it Michael? Oh, I always get the name. There was a book I just read that was phenomenal. I think it. That's one of my Achilles heels, our names. <laughs> and uh, I can pull it up quick, but if you want to ask something while I'm looking for that. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you have a new tool or resource that you're enjoying using? Oh my goodness. Yes, sir. Wow. That was a great question. It is called Peak Connector. And this is actually, this is like a gift for everyone listening that if they want to go get a deeply discounted version. So what is it? It is it's a CRM on steroids. It is, it's my go-to. It's the first thing I log into every morning. It is my hub of all the business I transact. It is all the automation tools are built in, social media, posting, scheduling. It didn't come and start as a one-stop shop. They keep adding and building, but they're doing it in the proper way. And so you can, it's normally $4.97 a month. You can get it for $97 a month if you simply become a free forever member of this little membership called Reach Your Peak Club. It's something I put together and you can get through a swing and deal, $97 a month. Your first month's free on top. It's everything. Yeah. And there are other assets in there, resources that I keep adding. In fact, I was just talking to my team. I'm going to be adding yet another one. These are only the things I personally use, number one. And number two, they're either going to be at a great discount or they're just already at such a low price that you should, you just can't not use them. I even have my peak masterclass. I call it is the advanced life video masterclass is also in there. That's free, hundred percent free VA, a VA resource. If people are looking for a VA and get a full-time VA for less than $5 an hour. And I've been using this very agency for now almost a year, all sorts of great stuff in there, but those peak connector is my number one go-to for sure. Bar none. Okay. So reach your peak club.com. Okay. Wonderful. And do you have a favorite quote or a quote that inspires you or motivates you? I don't know about a quote, but just a saying that I like to say to everyone is a kind of an ending thought typically is just there, there are a lot of people out there that will unintentionally pull you down and bring you down, especially family. They just want you to stay at their level because they feel you're going to be departing them and they love you. But the thing, and it's hard enough as it is to become su successful as an entrepreneur. The one thing I learned is this one thing, and that is never, ever give up. Okay. Wonderful. No matter what. And Brian, how can people find out more about you? How can they get in touch? Lots of ways. Just look me up. You'll see my shows everywhere. Brian Kelly, but the middle name in the 
URL is Carl, C-A-R-L, in all the Facebook social media stuff, because there's a lot of Brian Kellys out there, those imposters, I tell you. Yeah, there's so many ways. A Reach Your Beat Club is a great way. I'll get your information that way and be able to interact, and you'll get mine as well as a result of doing that. Gosh, carpetbombmarketing.com. They can go there. They can go to... It's usually... I would say the quickest, best way to get my attention, gosh, that's not even true anymore, is they can email me. I'll just do that. Brian, it's B-R-I-A-N, at reachyourpeakllc.com. Just email me directly. Tell me you were on Paul Kupkut's show and or podcast, you were listening to it or watching it or both. And, and what a great, tell me what a great guy you think he is, then I'll respond to you. Wonderful. <laughs> All right, Brian, thank you all the insights that you've given today, really insightful and have yourself a brandtastic day. Oh, I like that. Grandtastic. Thank you. You do the same, my friend. Appreciate you. Thank you. Excellent. I'm just going to leave it to run just in case, because yep. I've had cases where somebody says something afterwards. You think, oh, why wasn't that in the show? I can't tell you how many times <laughs> that is so true. Even I'm now getting more of it before the show. I'm like, oh. Do you mind, can you, would you say that again after I turn the recording on? Oh, sure. Like, I'm just kidding you. We'll just keep talking, but dang it. <laughs> I need to have a separate recording going on of every discussion, just like you're doing. Very smart. So the, that AI sounds incredible. That's yeah. Like, wow. So that's also in Reach Your Peak Club. You, it's free. I didn't, it's totally free, free to join, no monthly fee. And it's. The reason I put it together, all honesty, pull back the curtain, is what we're using right now is Zoom, right? Yeah. And I struck a deal with a company who them, who they struck a deal with Zoom directly pre-pandemic. And I know Zoom's kicking themselves in the pants for it now because it became so incredibly popular after the pandemic, but, or during, they struck a deal. So now I can offer, and I do this to the club, and it's the only reason I even created the club, I can offer it to people the enterprise version, which is 500 seat meeting, 500 seat webinar, mm. unlimited recording to the cloud. It does transcription automatically. And it, the webinar part was what really got me because I wanted to do webinars for $12.99 a month. What? Exactly. And so their caveat to all of this was, their rule was do not run Facebook ads and run a boatload of people to this. And I said, I get it, okay. So I created this club and then I went back to them. I said, would this be okay? And they said, yes. I said, okay. So then I started adding more things to it. Hey, there's a little concept going here. And I found more discounted stuff and I was like, okay, this is actually, and now it's a gift on every show I go on and it's wonderful. It's just really reached some good rewards by doing that. And anyone who enters, I added this too. You're going to love this. You'll see this. You'll get a hotel discount card. I forget what that one's worth. It's either one or $300 and it's legit. I've used mm -hmm. them myself just for opting in so you don't not only do you not pay and it's free you actually get paid boy <laughs> very good very good excellent all right i think we're looking it might even be the new year before this one comes out i'll give you the heads up ahead of time and give you some assets to use if you like and then absolutely gonna help spread the word about so i just recently got into real estate investing myself it's that's yeah. why i was so intrigued but it, it's Commonly referred to in the industry as wholesaling. Does that mm -hmm. ring a bell? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wholesaling is the. It's one piece of it, right? Yeah. The current market makes a ton of sense because there's going to be a lot of properties coming on the market. It's exactly sure. what. So the guy that's teaching my son and I, I met him years ago, but he's a very accomplished entrepreneur out of Tampa, Florida. And anyway, it's a long story, but we met with him and we, we agreed that he could 
become our mentor. We paid for it. And he's teaching us that, holding us by the hand. He just struck a deal two days ago, I think it was, that the net profit was over 100K, which doesn't happen every day. And he says that, but it's possible. He's there typically between 10 and 20K per. Right. I'm like, hey, that's good. And my son's 20, 26. So I thought this is for, I was thinking about my son and he goes, you can do it as a package deal if you want. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I have time for that. Not. <laughs> yeah, if you're looking, or if your son is looking to have a web presence, there's a company out of Oregon called Carrot, C-A-R-R-O-T, or maybe double It's run by a software service guy called Trevor Mock. He's actually, he was a guest on the podcast. He's coming out, his episode's coming out in a few weeks. What they've done is they built a plug and play website. It's 200 bucks a month. It's SEO optimized. They write an article, SEO article for you every week, and it's all geared towards cash, buying homes for cash. Ah. And it's, it, you, if you look for a wholesaler or if you search any city in the US and now in Canada and say, buy my, buy my house for cash in Tampa, I will almost guarantee you there will be a carrot site in that top 10 on Google page. He's just dialed it in and. Seems to have got apps. There's even the biggest wholesaler, like one of the biggest wholesalers up here in Canada. He used to have his own website and his own SEO and all this, and he switched to Carrot. So, just, okay, what was his name, please? Trevor Mark? Trevor Mark, M-A-U-C-H. He's a really interesting entrepreneur that you should think about on your show if you're looking for a guest. He's, well, hey, man, I'm open to an introduction, brother. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to do that. He's He's, he's one of the... The few successful entrepreneurs he's I had on the show and he's successful because his first question after we finished recording was, how can I help you? And you, it goes back to exactly what you were saying earlier. It's that relationship. It's give value. Not He's not thinking transactional. It's how can I help you? What are you facing? What are you challenged with? How can I help you? Really interesting guy. I would, and I'll, I mean, if my, if the guy that's helping us, he's our real estate mentor, if he'd. Yeah. If he's not heard of this, then he's probably been living under a rock. I'll bet he'll say, oh, I know all about it. I don't know. We'll see. Because okay. we're literally going through the process now through his training of helping to find the sweet spots around his area of Tampa. We're helping him and his company as the part of the beginning part of our process. Right. And we share in the profits and stuff. But it's about locating the pockets that have the most cash buyers and all the other things that go with it. We're looking for distressed properties and all that kind of stuff. I'm curious. This I want to I want to learn about it first and get a little bit more educated before I go to him and say, hey, you should check this out. I don't want to waste his time either. If it's not fit for him, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. Good. Appreciate that. Trevor Mock. Yeah, I would love an intro. When does that show drop? I think it's... Late November, maybe. Yeah, I think it's maybe the week before Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving. What was the name of your podcast again? <laughs> Personally Brandtastic. Oh, that's right. Personally Brandtastic. It's funny. It used to be REI branded and nobody knew what it stood for. Real estate investing brand. Yeah. And as soon as I changed the name, audience <laughs> numbers went up. <laughs> Go figure, huh? So. <laughs> that's something I've also heard about is the importance of the name. It's yeah. funny. I talk about, I tell some people, I said, I think I changed the name. Why? Well, yeah, I think I can get better numbers. I go, your name is perfect. I said, oh, okay. Maybe I'll keep it. But yeah, there's other resources out there. Again, it's not about the vanity numbers. So that, that's huge to know because do you know, and I know you've got things to do too, but okay. 
Do you know a guy named, have you ever heard of Kevin Harrington? Shark Tank. Yeah. And so he partnered with a guy named Seth Green and they do something called the Sharkpreneur Podcast. And they've got, I don't know, it's got to be over 800 episodes in the can. Bunch. Right. It was over 700 when we did it. We did a stage swap, I call it. He came on my live show. I went on his. And he said this during my live show. And I use this in my masterclass. I play that video snippet. He basically said the same exact thing that I had experienced. And he's the first one I ever heard actually verbalize it. And he said, we don't care about vanity numbers. We don't care about the, everything I just talked about. Hmm. He said, what, it, what we focus on are building relationships with the people that we have on our show. Because the other thing that happens is that you are inherently sharing each other's tribes with each other. So you're getting exposure you wouldn't have gotten otherwise because, you know, he's going to promote being on your show, vice versa. And you're going to announce it. There's a new feature coming out. Brother, you got to get on this live video thing because I talked about 11 platforms. It's typically eight. I'm an automation freak, so I figured out a way to get three more in there. But here's the cool thing. When you bring on a guest, if you're doing it live, this happens so many times. You're like, okay, so where can I get that link? And as I'm going live, that's when it lights up. Then they go to share it at that moment. I'm like, now they're distracted. I'm like, no, we don't want that happening. Just focus. Before they come on, like as they're logging in, it's called StreamYard is the platform. Oh, I yes. Use. Yeah. As they're logging, this is coming. I got this confirmed. It's a secret. But as they're coming on, as they're about to log in, they get the option to choose amongst their own social media platforms, as many as they have offered there. There's Facebook, LinkedIn, if they're able to go live on LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. And if they've got all that set up, they, all they have to do is say yes to this one and they log into that on their own. They yes to this one, log into that, yes to this one, log into that. And when they then enter your studio and you go live, it goes to theirs as well. Awesome. That Come on, man. You can't do huge. that with a, yeah. It, it, that's like it, going on, that's like going on ABC and then appearing on NBC at the same time. <laughs> yes. And so you're instantly in front of their tribe. They don't have to share anything. They have to do anything extra. You've just... They, StreamYard, have just eliminated a big headache. I used to, before the show went live, I would get their permission to make me an editor of their Facebook page of choice so I could then add the live stream oh. of their Facebook page. That was my method then. And not everybody would do it, understandably, but I don't have to do that anymore, or very soon anyway. I'm like, oh, please hurry up with that one. Oh, this is going to be... So That's now it. the messaging will be additional. Here are the steps to ensure you are able to go live on YouTube, LinkedIn. I don't know what they are anymore because once you do it, you just, who cares? I'm on and no one else has to worry about it because you're going on your own. But now it's, it matters. Cool. So yeah, there's a lot of great stuff. And yeah, real estate investors, I would like to dive more into that world to learn more because of the fact that we are now getting into it ourselves. So it's a very enticing carrot. That's interesting. I like the branding. They have these little carrots. Apparently he paid a ton for the URL. I'll bet. It, it used to be called something else, carrot something. And then he said, no, we just need to own carrot. So I see his little video snippet with the little cartoon characters. So he can yep. call those carrot catchers. Get it? <laughs> my, my son would say, oh, that was a bad dad joke. Yeah, dad I, joke. Yeah, I was going to say my son would say exactly the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I've really man. enjoyed chatting with you, Brian. Same here, Paul. Uh, it's, yeah, good conversation. And yeah, I, I think our audience is going to enjoy that and find, yeah, and find if some the, real and, value. 
And true to form, uh, same thing. I always end it with the same thing is let me know if there's anything I can do to help you farther. I don't hold up a barrier to people and say, you got the email address now. I just gave it out just, and you know it from your system already, but feel free anytime, reach out and we can set up another zoom chat. If you like, I don't play those games where I'm going to charge you $200 for my half hour of time. I don't do that. We just, we just chat because I know you have value and I'm not going to make it sound like I'm the only one that brings the value with anybody and generically. So. I want to leave that's that great, open for you. If there's anything you think I might be able approach. to help with. Yeah. If there's automation question you have, just shoot it. I'll answer oh. it. All right. Wonderful. Have yourself a great rest of the day. Enjoy your weekend. All right. Thank you too, Paul. Enjoy that steel town. No, enjoy that watching people fish and jet ski. <laughs> All right. <Yes. laughs> All right. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, was that fantastic? Did it give you some ideas and actions that you can take right now to build your business? So get to it. Thank you for listening and have a brandtastic day.